0: are the mystery history podcast i'm allison
1: and i'm rachel
0: welcome to episode 103 on the scream murder of casey joe stoddard freaking yeah. horrific
1: this is a mess this is like what nightmares are made of
0: yeah as a 16
1: year old teenagers yeah yeah absolutely yes. like you would not expect this to be something that actually happened
0: no this is something you watch in scream
1: yeah pretty much
0: (laughs) exactly before we get into that we do have a few things for business um what do we always tell them
1: like share subscribe please yeah buddy
0: um as always you can give us suggestions on episodes
1: which i think we need to kind of go through some of the suggestions we've had because we've had a few that are like older and we haven't like Done, done them, them yet
0: <laughs> okay yeah. well we typically like to plan out our months in advance yeah um because we need to be prepared to be able to do notes and be moms and have yeah. jobs and do all the things we do um right. so yeah so as always you can shoot us those through facebook instagram you can email us at mysteryhistorypod at at gmail.com However, you'd like to, to tell us those things. And we've got a list going. Mm-hmm. So yours could be on a future episode. Who knows?
1: Yeah. And we appreciate the suggestions.
0: We do. We do. Because sometimes we're like, okay, are we doing too high profile? Are we doing too many murders? Are we doing not enough paranormal? Yeah. So we just like to give you guys what you like.
1: Yeah. And, let us know what you want to hear.
0: Yeah. And sometimes find things that we have never heard of before
1: right we had a couple of those
0: yeah uh patreon that's still available two dollar or five dollar tier we still have some of our hundredth episode stickers available for so free so for so just let us know that you would like one and i will send it to you in the mail for free
1: that would be lovely
0: yes do you want to tell them about uh the last <gasps> thing on the list
1: yeah, I can. Sorry. I was, I'm pretty sure we said that we would shout out the person that suggested Belle Gunness on this one. And we still haven't like looked. Back.
0: Oh, dang it. Okay. So
1: if- that's what I was actually doing when you were like, do you want to do this? I'm like, I, and I remember they messaged us for the hundredth episode ideas. So I'm going to find it. Like, I'm just going to find it. Okay. You so- find it. Huh? Do you want me to talk about this while you find it? Um, yeah, sure.
0: Do okay. You I'll keep look. You keep going. So Rachel and I are super duper excited. We, um, yes. we have something going on that's been on our bucket list since birth, probably at mm-hmm. least for me. Um, we are going to be going to Waverly Hills sanatorium. We have picked yeah. yes. So excited. Um, they don't have any more just loan investigations where we would just be our group, but there are some six hour public investigation time slots available. And we have picked April 27th to do this at Waverly Hills. If you are interested in joining us for that, we, I will be putting a um, event on the group Facebook page. So we have just a, a Facebook page and then we have a group so make sure that you join our Facebook group. There is a link to it on our linked link tree that you can go mm-hmm. directly to. Um, and then you can get the tickets on eventbrite.com and it's August 27th. Yay. Yes. So we will be staying at a hotel somewhere. We've talked about possibly going to Bobby Mackey's on Friday night, going down Saturday. Wait, mm-hmm. going yeah, down Friday.
1: We would go to Bobby Mackey's on Friday night, I think, and then Bend. have to stay somewhere Yeah, and then go Saturday. And you know, what would be so fun is on Saturday before we go to the Waverly, if we go to like maybe a like distillery or something, like one of yeah. the distillery tours down there, I think it would be so and have like a fun. meet and greet
0: and be able to meet everybody and that way we can get prepared for our investigation.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like I think we would have a great time. So um, we're making so we're making a day out of it probably like a weekend. Yeah, like a nice long weekend of funness.
0: And then on Sunday before we leave, we will be hitting up some place for breakfast. Mm -hmm. and you're more than welcome to come we have no idea where but it'll be delicious
1: we're picking a farm-to-table place and it'll be brunch (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah good call more like 11 to 12 right bottomless mimosa situations after we wake up at some point so that'll be so much fun i'm really excited to see waverly
0: me too i yes nervous Cause I feel like last year we were looking into that whenever we finally picked Brownella. Was that a whole year ago? Almost not a full year, but like last year.
1: Yeah. Was that like September though? It was like later in the year.
0: Yeah. But we, we were talking about Waverly Hills, but they were all fully booked Mm -hmm. by the time. So we're excited that we're getting it in a little bit early. We are going to buy tickets, so Rachel and I will be there regardless of who shows up. So if mm-hmm. it's just me and her, hey, that's cool. But yeah. we'd like a it a lot group. more if uh, you were there too.
1: Yeah, we're yes, fun. We would. We are. It would be great. I found the person. Okay,
0: tell me who the person.
1: Um. Is. So, Kip. It's a girl. And her Instagram handles just hit Kip and she sews and she looks super cool. And yeah, thanks for the uh, suggestion because it was a great, great one. It was wild.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely wild.
1: And like, I was so happy when she suggested that too, because I knew about that already. And I was like, that would be a really good, I mean, it would have been a really good 100th episode too, but it's a really good episode. So yeah, I I never, I
0: didn't know anything about it
1: yeah it's insane
0: it is totally it's, insane it's
1: fun because it's a lady a yeah. crazy lady <laughs> yeah you don't
0: hear too many like insurance Female, serial killer killers
1: peoples. yeah 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 but, for sure yeah
0: It i'm still shooketh and we had another person that commented and said that they never heard of it either until our episode so that's exciting too Spread whenever awareness. yeah whenever you hear something that you never heard before because you hear all this stuff like maybe this um this murder right here you've heard of but mm-hmm. this shit is wild
1: it really is I mean I remember hearing about this and and being like dang I mean it's scary because you can put yourself into these situations like yeah. very easily and it's like mm, yeah. I don't know I'm excited to talk about it I mean it's sad and it is sad Super it's very sad, sad but insane
0: All right. Well, anything else business related?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: We're just super psyched about this Waverly Hills thing. So that's going to be a good time. So make sure you join our Facebook group. And I really want the conversation to get started on there. Like share things that you've seen, stuff from your area, you know, ideas. You can post them there, whatever. I really want that to be. We tried to do it with discord and I think discord is just too hard because not everybody has one. Everybody's got a Facebook um in the much. groups they're pretty easy to to deal with so um, we hope to see yeah. you over there. Definitely. All right. Get us started on this crazy ride we're about to take.
1: All right. September 22nd, 2006. Casey Joe Stoddard was 16 years old and she was house sitting for her aunt and uncle Allison and Frank Contreras in their Whispering Hills home in Pocatello, Idaho which is just like an anywhere kind of place could be yep. anywhere. Yep. Allison and Frank were out of town and needed someone to take care of their three cats and two dogs for the weekend. Um, Casey. Yeah. I don't know why all of a sudden I was like, Oh my gosh, is it Cassie or Casey? Is it Cassie or is it Casey?
0: <laughs> you know what? Hold on.
1: <laughs> She's like, I don't know. And I don't either. I feel What did like I it, say the first time? Did I say Casey or Cassie the I think first you time? said
0: Casey, and Casey would make sense because it's supposed to be like Casey from Scream. Um,
1: but now on. I'm thinking it's Cassie because that's how you spell Cassie.
0: Dang it. Hold on.
1: It's also how you spell Casey, probably.
0: Why is this so complicated?
1: Every time. We think we're prepared until we go to actually read it out loud, and, and alas, we are not. Cassie. All right, mystery solved. So Cassie Joe invited her boyfriend, Matt Beckham, over to keep her company. He arrived at 6 p.m. And later, classmates Brian Draper and Tori Adamkick also came over to hang out. Cassie gave her friends a tour of the house, including the basement, and they circled back to the living room to watch a movie, which was Kill Bill Volume 2. Brian a and Tori. Movie. That is a good movie. Indeed, Brian and Tori decided to leave before the movie ended because they wanted to watch a movie at their local movie theater. Instead, Matt stayed behind to be with Cassie Joe.
0: Little did Cassie and Matt know while Cassie was giving them a tour, Brian and Tori had left a door unlocked in the basement so that they could come back later to scare them, which is terrifying.
1: But also, like, innocent enough, right?
0: Right. Like, oh, I'm just going to. And this is that like. That sounds a... like
1: some teenager stuff.
0: And this house is like a. What do you call those? A bi-level.
1: Yeah. Bi-level. Is that
0: what that would be? Yeah. So there's a garage on the bottom with a floor. And then upstairs is where, like, most of the living situation is. And the is.
1: basement probably has a walk. I mean, it has a walkout probably. Yeah. It's like yep. a
0: deck. Mm-hmm. Sometime after Brian and Tori left the house, they returned to the neighborhood, parked down the street, put on dark clothes, gloves, and white painted masks. The boys entered the house through the unlocked basement door where Cassie and Matt were watching TV in the living room. They made loud noises and attempts to lure them downstairs, quote, so they could scare them. When Cassie and Matt did not come downstairs, they found the circuit breaker and turned off the power in the house, hoping that they would come downstairs to check the breaker. As a as a woman, I'm not gonna go check shit.
1: I'm I gonna don't be like
0: 911 emergency, my lights mm-hmm. are
1: out. <laughs> Last night, our Florida room, like not the outside one, but the inside of Florida room sliding door was open, and me and Brian had both been in the bedroom. And we came out and I was like, did you open that? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, I didn't open it. And I'm like looking at him and he's like, what? And I was like, go search the house for the serial killer. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm not going to do it. Uh, (laughs) Why why am I married? Right over there and figure this out. I think he left it open. Uh, (laughs) but." I was like having a heart attack i'm like come on so yeah no i'm not checking shit <laughs>
0: no no thank you nor would i know what to do if i looked at a breaker like okay
1: really yeah you would I mean, because there's some all flippy faces. thingies
0: i don't know yeah. it scares me electricity no
1: you don't want to get electric don't sign dude. me up for it <laughs> <laughs> right no thank you so
0: anyway so they thought that she would come down and check the breaker but they did not come downstairs to check the breaker. So the boys were like, okay, well, I guess we'll turn the lights back on.
1: All right. So Cassie was uneasy about the power outage and Matt noticed that one of the dogs kept looking down the basement stairs and barking and growling. Matt knew Cassie was scared. So he called his parents to ask if he could stay the night. His mother said no, but said that Cassie could come come home with Matt and stay at their house for the night She could then take her back to the house in the morning. Cassie felt it was her duty to stay at the house like she was hired to do, so she said no to the offer. Around 10.30 p.m., Matt's mom came to pick him up, leaving Cassie at the house alone. Matt called Tori's cell phone to see where he and Brian were to possibly meet up with them later. Matt said he could barely hear Tori, who was whispering into the phone, and he assumed the boys were in a movie at the theater. Which is where they were supposed to be.
0: They were not. Right. Downstairs in the basement, Tori and Brian heard Matt leave. The two turned the lights out again from the circuit breaker and waited, hoping that she would come downstairs. But she did not.
1: Which you would definitely not do at that point by yourself. No,
0: I would call Matt and be like, I was totally kidding. Come and get me.
1: Yeah. Please have your mother turn around. Yeah. No. No.
0: After waiting, the boys grew impatient and decided to go upstairs. Brian was armed with a dagger type weapon and Tori with a hunting knife, which they had purchased from a pawn shop. Brian opened and slammed a closet door at the top of the stairs to scare Cassie, who was lying on the couch in the living room. The boys then brutally attacked her, stabbing her approximately 30 times. 12 of which were potentially fatal the most fatal being a stab to her right ventricle of cassie's heart brian and tori left cassie to bleed out and recorded their reactions as they drove away like that is
1: not there to scare her no and that is like not at all it's insane that they were capable of that
0: yeah. 16 year olds, man. And, and what would have happened if Matt would have stayed? Would they just would have chopped him up too?
1: Yeah, I would assume so.
0: And the part, whenever, you know, they were, the dogs were looking and barking at the stairs that leaves such a eerie image in my mind that I don't even like, that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, you know how dogs, dogs do that shit? You.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like And they probably knew the smell because they were just there doing a tour. So it's not Mm -hmm. like they were threatened.
1: Yeah. Awful. Okay. So they drove to the movie theater to purchase tickets to build an alibi. Which how's that going to work? Because they were at the movie. Well, are they going to buy ticket? They're going to go to the movie theater and be like, hey, can I get the 9 30 tickets for this that's already played
0: well or it could be like they have a half hour left of the movie and hey i want to see it so give me a ticket even though it started at this time when the murder actually occurred
1: i bet you know what i mean the movie theater would remember that though i would somebody come in a half hour late like that'd be weird
0: yeah you'd think that there would be some way for them to check that
1: confirm that yeah so that's a not an airtight alibi there no the next day Matt and Tori met up while he was continually trying to call Cassie Sunday September 24th 2006 the Contreras family returned home Cassie's 13 year old cousin was the first person to find her body that makes me sick
0: yeah awful The first person to be interviewed was Matt Beckham, Casey's Cassie, Cassie's boyfriend, who told police that Brian and Tori had been present at the house the night of the murder. My question in this, though, is that so the next day, which would have been Saturday, Matt tried to call her. Yeah. And she didn't answer. Right. Wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I mean, not. his
1: mom picked him up. I know I was thinking the same thing, but like, like, wouldn't you go over there and check right. on her? But like, that would be like, mom, can you drive me over here? Cassie's, I mean, that's not Especially too far-fetched. Like that could happen.
0: But like with the weird shit that was going on, like with the lights, like wouldn't lights. you string it all together? Like, Ooh, that was kind of weird. I wonder if she's okay, okay over there.
1: Yeah. I mean, at minimum, if it's her boyfriend, I would have called her parents and yeah. been like, Hey this happened last night and she's not Is answering she home the phone now. Like what's going on? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I think you would do a little bit more, but
0: yeah. So I'm going to butcher this and Rachel already said it. Pocatello.
1: I think I said Pocatello.
0: Okay. I don't know. We're Whatever. rocking, rocking and rolling with that. <laughs> Police um, interviewed Brian and Tori and then interviewed Brian a second time. Two days later with consent, investigators searched Brian's room and found an empty knife sheaf, The next day during a third interview, Brian alleged that he and Tori returned to the, to the Contreras residence to scare Cassie, which is Mm -hmm. bullshit.
1: Right. But
0: Tori stabbed her to death. So it wasn't Brian. (laughs) It was good old Tori that wanted to stab her to death. Brian then led police to a spot in Black Rock Canyon where he had um, where the two had buried the two dagger style knives with sheaths and silver and black handled knife, a folding knife and a red and white mask, along with latex gloves and the most damning, a videotape containing footage of both killers planning to murder her. And it also has footage of them reacting to the murder after killing her. Kids are fucking dumb.
1: But yeah, sense. I mean, but for real, like if he hadn't been like, let me show you this spot.
0: <laughs> they never would have found you, it. With,
1: yeah, that they wouldn't have had the evidence that they have, which I'm glad he did because obviously they need to be put away. But yeah, like, planet, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be like, planet a little better than that, that you're not going to tattle on yourself. But, anyways, um, so. Is this from the video? Yeah, this Sorry, is. like this a is footage.
0: Yeah, so footage this is, is like them
1: talking yeah. back and forth. All right, so Draper, which is that Brian?
0: Yes, and Tori's Adam Adamick, I think.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I just want to. Yeah, Brian is Draper. Right. Yep. Okay, so Brian Draper said, "Just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke." Adam Kick says, "I'm shaking." And Draper says I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body. It just disappeared. Dude, I just killed Cassie. So him saying that Tori <laughs> <laughs> did it.
0: He dumb. He's so wow. dumb.
1: He real yeah. dumb. He's but so also they're both not okay. What a mess. No.
0: no, I mean it both shows that they were there. But then mm-hmm. whatever Brian said, I stabbed her in the throat. It's not I a good killed look. killed her.
1: He yeah. just said that he killed her. I just killed Cassie. He said and maybe, it.
0: maybe he forgot, you know, because in the heat of the moment, sometimes you forget things. So maybe I he guess. forgot that last line where he's like, I just killed
1: her. Yeah. But I mean, wow. come
0: on. Dumb.
1: Later read in court, the two are recorded saying they're they were going to be just like Scream except real life terms before comparing themselves to famous serial killers. Tori referred to the Zodiac Killer and Ted Bundy as amateurs. They also
0: <laughs> so dumb. I don't Talk think about that,
1: amateurs.
0: <laughs> I don't think that Ted Bundy put a tape of himself saying I just killed her in the canyon and then, and then leading police. Then told to it. The police.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dumb. They also mention Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, the Columbine school shooters. So ooh, those masks. That's creepy.
0: That is creepy. The masks are white and then they have like red drippy blood. blood on the eyes and mouth
1: yeah the prosecution maintained the teens murdered in an attempt to achieve fame in the same manner as the Columbine killers the videos indicated that Brian and Tori planned to commit multiple murders their psychological evaluation indicated the teens were of sound mind when they decided to execute their friend
0: that is just like what the hell is wrong with you like what if there's like
1: any lesson to be learned here it's be careful who you are friends with i mean we we just did that episode on the slender man was that a patreon
0: Hmm. or was
1: that a main episode i can't remember that was a main some of of these listeners may not have
0: that might have been a patreon but yeah
1: it was but like yeah that poor girl is friends with these people and they try to kill her and then this like man be careful who you are friends with
0: because bitches be cray
1: life yeah insane
0: uh, and and that goes to show me that since they were planning like multiple murders that if matt would have stayed in the house he would have probably been killed too also, yeah and and to be like and to be him could you yeah. imagine your girlfriend died whenever you were there you tried to get her you know at least you tried to get or the mom
1: oh yeah the mom's probably got a lot of guilt which it's yeah not. Her. I no, mean, makes, it's
0: not any of that. That makes form. total
1: sense to be like, no, teenage son, you cannot stay in an empty house with your girlfriend, but she can come stay with us. I mean, right. like she offered. Right. So that is the best you can do in those right. circumstances. Ugh, but, oh my gosh. It's just yeah, terrible. PTSD. I mean, he probably just escaped
0: Yeah. Death. Absolutely. Because, you know, he was there whenever all that weird shit was going on, too. And they were right downstairs the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. what a eerie feeling. You know, just oh He was there. Right they were there.
1: waiting for them to come downstairs mm-hmm. the first time. Oh
0: Probably because with Matt being there, he would have been able to like fight them off. So they needed that element of surprise. But then, whenever Matt left, then she was just by herself, and it would have been easier for two,
1: you know, semi-adult, yeah, to yeah. overpower one girl. Right. Terrible. Unarmed while they were armed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Torrey tried to appeal his fixed life sentence on the grounds that the ruling was unconstitutional, but the courts upheld the decision, factoring that his motive for murder was based solely on his desire to achieve fame as a serial killer. April 17th, 2007, Brian Draper was found guilty of first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Stoddard's grandfather, Paul Sincero, said one down, one more to go. Her mother, Anna said, I'm just happy my baby got her justice, which I mean, did they though? I mean, it's
1: the best you can hope for. I know that circumstance. I mean,
0: 16 year olds life is gone just because you wanted to be, and that's the problem. Like, cause I don't know. It's just, you never, I believe solely that I grew up playing grand theft auto whenever i was right. like a child and killing her hookers after i had my way with them to get my money back
1: <laughs> like, right <laughs> but i
0: knew as a child it's a game it's a game and that's wrong i know what flips in these people that they it's don't not, understand it
1: it's not that like i i I mean, we grew up in the times where all this stuff started coming out. Like you weren't allowed to listen to Eminem because you're going to do drugs and kill people. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, my mom was very like liberal with things that I was allowed to watch and, and stuff. And it, I mean, I didn't kill anybody. We're all pretty balanced, as balanced as most people can be. Um, So like, I don't know. I mean, it's not that there's something wrong with these people to begin with. And I feel like that would have happened anyways. It just would have been
0: something else.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not that it's, it would have happened anyways, but it makes these kind of situations though, where they're like, we're going to be the real life screen that gives People ammunition to Mm -hmm. say it was scream that caused this well no right it's not but you know whatever so Tori Adam Kicks trial began on May 31st 2007 and he was convicted of the same charges on June 7th 2007 so first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder
0: that's a fast trial too like May 31st to June 7th yeah done open and shut yeah
1: yeah both received life sentences in prison without the possibility for parole plus 30 years to life for conspiracy behind their slaying their attorneys filed an appeal with the u.s supreme court citing there was a lack of information concerning the way a minor's brain develops here we
0: go (laughs)
1: 2016 the u.s supreme court ruled it unconstitutional for a minor to receive a life a sentence of life without parole no matter what the crime is they commit however in 2017 the idaho supreme court ruled to uphold tory's fixed 30-year conviction and both teens sentences
0: yeah i don't think that that's fair i understand like if i understand That, yes, minors are minors, but if you premeditate, you know, you premeditated to kill someone, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you're not, even if you're a minor, you still made a choice.
1: I mean, like, at what age do you learn right from wrong? It's well before 16.
0: I would say like 12.
1: 13 for that. And it's like, if you do those kinds of things as a child, I mean, it would be a completely different conversation if we were actually like rehabilitating people.
0: Or if it was an accident, like sure, if it was an accident, like vehicular manslaughter, somebody, you know, and, and it was an accident i can I can go for that but you have a three-year-old and I bet he knows that you can't kill people
1: I don't know he gets knives sometimes he's kind of crazy but <laughs> He's probably not the best example (laughs) if we're going to have this conversation. But yeah, you know what
0: I mean? Like,
1: right. I mean, life sentences for minors, it hurts to think about. But if you're a 16 year old that premeditated a murder like that, then there's something very wrong with you. And again, for me, it would be a different conversation if I thought that you could be rehabilitated. And that was an effort that was actually happening. And And then there was a lot put into making sure that you actually were rehabilitated before release. That's a different thing. Yeah. But this is, you know, no, <laughs> no,
0: not good. Yeah. Brian and Tori are both in the Idaho state correctional institution, which I think is kind of weird. You would think that they would want to split them up.
1: Yeah. I um, think.
0: But whatever, uh, before this tragedy, uh, Cassie, Brian, and Tori were all just juniors at high school in Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, Cassie led a normal life, like to listen to music and draw. Her death has left a hole in her family's life. Even 10 years after the murder, her brother said, quote, I just miss... Ha- Having my sister right there, a grade above me, felt like I was always a step behind her, her looking up and looking up to her. She really was a role model. She was really smart, doing good and had a lot going for her. So that's like tragedy on every level. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The Contreras family has put their house up on the market every year since the murder in 2006, but have not been able to sell the property. Frank told the Idaho State Journal, quote, we just want out. We want to fulfill our obligation. We are at the point that we will take what we owe, $138,000. We just want to walk. But there is a stigma on this house.
1: That's terrible to think about that they can't get rid of that house that their niece died in. Right.
0: And, they're, and they and,
1: stay there. And the
0: cousin walked in and saw that. Like, how could you ever... Get and that out of your mind.
1: Continue to be there. Yeah, that is terrible. Uh-huh. The community of Pocatello was devastated. Frank Contreras turned to alcohol to cope with the tragedy, and Tori's mother wrote a book about the crime called "The Guilty Innocent."
0: So I'm curious what that book has to say.
1: Uh, me too. And to call it "The Guilty Innocent,"
0: I mean, I I is could that in see... reference
1: to her child?
0: I don't know. I would like to read it and see what she's got to say i because i i believe that having a child that commits something heinous like that is 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 just as bad as losing them all together you know what i mean because you feel like Mm -hmm. that was my fault i let my baby kill somebody else's baby like i
1: that would be worse yeah like losing your child
0: yeah because you would only have to blame yourself in that regard whenever at some point it's not it might be just something chemically wrong with them but I yeah I don't envy them either
1: no to have to deal with that and to think too that there was two boys in this little nowhere town that got together and did this together like it's crazy yeah I don't know what a terrible sad story
0: yeah it really it really is sad So um, let me cite my sources and also you can watch or listen to the video of them talking in the car after and they sound like children like they sound Mm -hmm. like giddy children that just like got what they wanted on their birthday.
1: I wonder if that like hit later like guilt
0: i would hope so they were
1: probably like high on adrenaline shit yeah yeah and then later we're like oh damn i mean i would have to think so since brian was like hey let me show you where all of our shit is hidden (laughs) like but but he he tried to blame or yeah this other kid i wonder how that went too
0: I bet he's They're he held pissed. in the
1: same prison. <laughs> yeah. shank,
0: you know I know how to stab people. shank you your think ass. they're
1: friends? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would be a lot to get over to still be friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like if he really would have been like feeling guilt, he would have admitted that he
1: was involved in that.
0: Yeah. He's the one that did it. They both did yeah. it. But, but um, yeah my sources i used ranker.com all that's interesting.com and wiki so sad story but yeah you can google um on youtube they have some of the video the audio recordings of them talking and it's just i wanted to hear them because i'm like "Well, how but they were yeah they were excited
1: that's so gross and yeah I mean and looking at their pictures I mean one of this poor kids I mean he's got a bunch of acne he's a baby
0: oh yeah he looks like he's 12
1: yeah like uh, the other one looks a little older Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean that's just sad and then too I mean this girl was a what a junior right when we like graduated high school I mean looking at her picture that's what I looked like my junior year of high school I'm pretty sure I had that same necklace on to be honest yeah I'm pretty sure I have that same necklace on in my junior year picture your (laughs) hair looks very similar yeah I mean yeah yeah. I mean I I look at her and I'm like dang that's like that could have been that could have been easily one of us
0: yeah because we just had graduated a year prior to that.
1: Yeah. And so, just like ugh, that's crazy. Yeah. And that town, I mean, it's nowhere, just like where we are. It could happen anywhere. And it's like I said, it's crazy that two boys met and both were like, This is a good idea. Let's plan yeah. this out.
0: Yeah. That is some scary stuff. Well, we um, you know, we send all of our love to to her family. It's terrible. It so All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode 103 on the scream murder of Casey, Cassie. Cassie. Why do I keep doing this?
1: Because I started it, I think. Sorry.
0: Cassie Joe Stoddard. Mm -hmm. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.